Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words and today I have a really amazing guest that I'm really excited to talk to. She has the heart of a teacher but the soul of a passionate entrepreneur. She loves helping others to pursue and achieve their best. One of her passions I know I said that she's passionate as an entrepreneur, but she also has a lot of passion as a teacher, and she has a background as an eBay power seller. She's an author, speaker, and aforementioned teacher, and she is Michelle Hoagland, and she is the owner of Polating. Global Market LLC. Um, that's right. You told me beforehand. Paladin Global, Mo- Global Market <laughs> LLC. I knew I was going to butcher that a little bit. You are good. No Michelle problem. Oakland, welcome to Mark My Words. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me on the show. It's good to be here. Great to have you and great to have a future Florida neighbor on the show yes. as I am yes. transitioning uh, in my life. And uh, I think this is great timing today for you to be on the show and to not only get my mind off of everything going on, but to hopefully enlighten me and the audience on some things I actually don't know that much about. And I'm really looking forward to digging in and learning more about you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to dig in further. And I, like you said, I I love, love helping others. Um, I struggled so much through the years um, in my business at the beginning. And so that is where that passion comes from to help it make, make it easier for others who want to follow the same path. Well, hopefully we can inspire a few folks today and I know I will be inspired just with me still building myself up and hearing some of the words he just said, I know this will be great for me. So let me get started with a question I typically ask just to kind of go through your history a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when you were growing up, obviously when we were growing up, Mm-hmm. eBay wasn't really a thing and all this other stuff that you know you have done and what we're doing even today we've have been completely unheard of for me to yeah. interview yeah. somebody I've never even been in the same room with is mind-boggling right. but growing up what did you envision 
grown up Michelle doing in her life? Well, um, great question. So I, I always have loved science. Um, so I was pursuing at first, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And so I started going through school to do that. And as um, Providence would have it, I got a job as a senior in high school uh, through the, what they call the DCT program, where you can go to school in the morning and then go work and get credit hours. Um, and I got hired by a dentist's office. Um, and that was so cool because it was still in the science realm. So I thought that's what I was going to do. And I, I stayed in that field for many years. Um, and, but I learned so much about business, um, and dealing with the public and customer service. Um, it was just so much I learned through that process. So I did start going through pre, uh, dental, uh, the prereqs for dental school and had a car accident. And I, so it kind of changed the trajectory where I was like, I couldn't from a neck problem. I couldn't work on patients as an assistant anymore. So I moved to the front office where that's when I started cutting my teeth on business. Um, and then that through a series of events launched me into my business as a result from the stuff I learned as well. So what was it about being in the medical field or being in dentistry that appealed to you? I loved the I just thought the science part and caring for others and helping them in their time of need when they truly were, you know, hurting or they, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times it was such a joy where patients would come in and literally, I can't tell you how many people I comforted that would have with tears talking to them about having to have surgery and they're scared or their front tooth was knocked out or something like that. And being able to walk them through that process and then the big hugs and the smiles you would get when they come back for their post-op appointment. Oh my gosh, that was the best. I just love that. Well, as somebody who has been through a ton of dental procedures and, you know, I won the lottery by being born with cleft lip and palate and, mm -hmm. I just recently had to go through an entire uh, rebuilding of my bridge work. And yeah. I haven't really been under the knife or anything like that in a long time. Yeah. So for me to go through that process, just coming off of what you were saying, I mean, mm -hmm. even though I've, I have so much experience going through all that, it was still pretty nerve-wracking so right? it's yeah. great to have people like you who have such a caring nature to be there for people and even for somebody like me who thinks they're really tough and can get through anything on their own like it, it yeah. goes a long way to have somebody with the right personality to be there and just based on what I know and based on some of the things I'm hearing, it just, it sounds like you've always had like this caring nature. And I'm kind of wondering if that's something that you were trying to find, like just trying to find a way to help people. Was that kind of like mm -hmm. a part of your passion for what you were trying to do? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Mark. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. Through um, 
through my dental career and then through which um, long story, I was in the dental field for actually 30 years. Um, I've always, and my business kind of um, intertwined through that. I'm, I've been full-time with my business again um, after I retired from dental, but whether it's through the dental office and was caring for others or through my eBay business, my online reselling business, where I started to develop, where I take on clients, consignment clients, and I sell things for them. I still wanted to care for them and take care of them through that process and through the people that purchase the things from me online, doing little things to just make a difference and make it stand out, let them know that, hey, it's just not another order online, but there's a person on the other end who really is here to help take care of you, even if things go wrong, even if a box gets messed up in shipment or, you know, just taking care of people. Um, so yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was that both of those were a great outlet for that. Well, over the years, as you were working in the dental, a dental industry, would that be the right way? Yep. Right Absolutely. That. So yeah. working through the dental industry, and I know you needed to make a transition mm -hmm. up front. What did you learn? Like when, when did it start to click for you that you wanted something different out, out of your life? Yeah. So the physical part was the car accident, which physically forced me to make a pivot but the biggest change, and, and I think the main reason that we've connected um, is when I was faced with being on maternity leave with my first, my, my newborn, and I had every plan to go back to work. Um, I had six weeks of maternity leave and I had an aha moment while I was holding her home from C-section surgery at home and looked at into those beautiful blue eyes. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't go back to work. What am I doing? I love dentistry. That was my passion up to that point. Of course, my family, um, my faith, but I loved what I did. And so she introduced a new pivot, so to say. And so I, I was desperately trying to figure out a way to replace my great income so I could stay home with her. Cause I was like, she is only going to be this little once. And so I wanted to make the most of that time. And so that's where eBay entered in. And you're right. It was before technology is what it was today. Amazon was still a bookstore. iPhones were not even out yet. It was such a different industry. But um, it, I'm just so glad I had that experience because it made me who I am today for sure. And I remember those days when Amazon was only a bookstore. Mm -hmm. And at least from my perspective, didn't really know exactly what eBay was. Yeah. And I mean, that's going back at least 25 almost years. 20, yeah, almost 20 years. At the So we're going on, I'll be on my 18th year of having my eBay business um, wow. this year. Yeah, my that little newborn's graduating from high school in two months. Um, oh so gosh. yeah, it's been a lifetime, it feels like, but it's been good, very good. Well, one part of your story that I really relate to is mm -hmm. the crossroads that yeah. you hit. Because even though I don't necessarily have a baby changing my mm -hmm. life at this point, I did kind of come up on a crossroads of my own mm -hmm. where I had a job for years that I wound up leaving. They were going through a lot of changes 
restructuring. Mm -hmm. And I'm to the point now after clinging on mm -hmm. and contracting around the area that I live in, the Washington, D.C. area, mm -hmm. I've finally kind of hit this point. I've had this podcast for a few years, and it's to the point now where I'm just kind of seeing that part of my life kind of almost wrapping up. I'm still mm -hmm. working in my field, but yeah. I definitely am very unsure of whether once I move, if I'm going to be like still working in this field, I may make a lot of changes to my own story and the passion that I have for entrepreneurship and et cetera, et cetera. So when you started right. talking about that and just the change that, you know, cause I've been working from home for almost a year and mm. that's been an aha moment and yeah. a big change. And I see things, differently and I'm sure that that also played a role for you way back when yeah. and on that level I can definitely relate to you know I I don't know if I really want to like go back to an office or not which right. hopefully no prospective uh, employers will quote me on that on this episode yeah. I guess I'm open to it but yeah it's uh it's interesting once you're home for a while and mm -hmm. you start to really reflect on yourself yeah, and you kind of like realize, you know, I have passion that is away from, a, you know, somebody else's dream or corporate America, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And moving is a great way for you to, since you're starting fresh in a new state and a city, what a great way to make that transition. Cause there's never a time where it feels a hundred percent comfortable. Um, when I left my dental career, I had just started selling maybe two or three weeks, literally online. I don't recend that to everybody, but I did, I took a big leap of faith. And sometimes like they say, burn the bridges. You don't want to burn the bridges of your job, but burn the, as far as like, go all in. If you're going to do something it, I have found through life, we figure it out sometimes when our backs are against the wall. And sometimes it's those uncomfortable seasons of stepping out like that, that truly can make a difference. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I know that I kind of had my back against the wall a few mm -hmm. years ago. And that's yeah. when I really started digging in and learning about myself. And now with this move, I think I'm about to learn a lot more. I know I have two business ideas right now that I'm thinking yeah. of pursuing, one of which is the oh, wrong arm right behind me there, which yeah. is uh, there's this really great record store in this area, like phenomenal record store that I'm really going to miss. It's heartbreaking to leave it. Mm. And my wife is just like, why don't you start a record store? And I'm like, that's not a bad idea. So <laughs> that's one of two things I'm thinking about uh, for the future. So nice. who knows what will come of that? Maybe something, maybe nothing, maybe something else. So right? yeah, it's just know. 
amazing what we learn about ourselves in these moments of uncertainty, much like you did. So now that I got through all that, tell me a little bit about how you truly got underway with selling on eBay. Yeah. So the first, um, actually I'd have to say, honestly, the first year of reselling was so brutal because I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have people teaching us how to do things. I mean, there's so much wonderful free content out there nowadays, but back then I just had to figure it out. And this was such a new landscape. I remember Mark, people sending me personal checks and money orders in the mail because culture was not comfortable with online reset or online purchases. Amazon's the one that trained culture to be comfortable with purchasing things online, have them shipped to them. eBay, of course, laid the groundwork at the beginning, but Amazon has become, I mean, they're the biggest platform there is online reselling. Um, But I have to say that that first year was quite a struggle. And I would just go out purchasing things, hoping they would be great things to resell online, and then quickly realizing what was good and what wasn't, and then having a garage sale probably every quarter of the year, every three months, having a garage sale to purge out the stuff I purchased that wasn't good, and then wash, rinse, repeat, just keep trying and keep doing it. And I, that's what started the consignment part of my business because so many people have so many things that around their house that they no longer want, but either they don't, they would, whether they could sell it themselves or not, they sometimes don't even just want to take the time to do it, or they're not comfortable with the shipping, or they just quite don't know what to do. Um, so I started just putting signs around my city. I can sell things for you online. And it was, um, it launched my business in that regard. So I say that to say, I, that way I was learning for free inventory. I wasn't having to purchase things, hoping that they were good to resell. I was getting this free inventory. Um, and then I wouldn't get paid unless it sold. So it was a great way to kind of launch my business even more and help others in the process. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, so maybe you already answered it and I didn't quite hear it, but when you like truly think your heart into this did Mm -hmm. you just say oh I have this thing around the house I'm gonna sell it and wow I really like this and you learn more like what what exactly motivated you to pursue this especially back then as a career I so I literally, I had gone through my whole maternity leave and I was desperately looking for something where I could still earn the money that my family needed. Cause we, at that time were definitely a two income household. Um, and, uh, so I needed to make sure that I could replace that income, but I wanted to be able to do it on my own terms. I wanted to be able to set my own schedule. I'm not scared of work. I'm a, I'm a very hard worker, but I wanted to do it w- between her naps and to take her to the park and not rush her off to daycare. So, you know, and she's exhausted and tired and I'm tired too. Um, so I had gone through searching every which way I could think of to try to make income online or make income. I didn't think, I just didn't know what to, would replace it. Had already used up my maternity leave. I was putting my shoes on in the morning to go back to work. And I normally never watch TV in the morning, but that morning I had the TV on and, um, that was providential for sure because a commercial came on and it was about how to learn to sell on eBay. 
And it was this man that was selling this course, this infomercial course that I could purchase. And I, it just hit me, Mark, like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh, that's it. This is what I could do. So I ordered the course. I, I devoured it. Once I got it, I had it. Uh, I had gone through the whole course in a weekend, had my account set up. And I was like, okay, I got to find something to sell. So I walked around my house trying to find something. I had this old gold ring that I no longer wanted. And I was like, all right, let's try it. And um, through a series of events, I remember getting my first bid on the item and it was the best feeling. I'm like, oh my gosh, this could really, really work. Um, and then sold it, sold it for way less than I should have, but I've learned what to do, what not to do in that regard, shipped it off to somebody in a whole different state that, and then I just realized the power of the internet and online reselling. And that launched me in that crossroads. That's so probably about two or three weeks later is when I, I had sold several other things. I'm like, okay, my husband, and I decided, okay, let's do this. And I was able to resign and the rest is history. I just love it. Wow. Well, yeah. Let this be proof to everybody listening that commercials that you see on TV that may seem like something you could just dismiss and, yeah. oh, I'm not going to make any money off of an eBay course. No, you are actual proof that these things are real and they do work. So yeah. that's really what a story. It's exciting. And I had the cool honor... I was a part of, um, I love, uh, not sure if your audience has click funnels or date Russell Brunson or anything like that. I was a part of one of their conferences and I had the unique pleasure of meeting the guy who was on that commercial. I'm like, Oh, that was you. And I told him my story and we're Facebook friends now and stuff. But I was like, do you realize what you did? And now I help teach others the same, um, as a result of what you did. So it, that was a super cool thing that happened last year. That is awesome. That's yep. amazing. So when when you resigned mm -hmm. from your job, was that a moment where you were like, I've made it as far as this goes and this is going to be my life? Did you know back then that you'd still be doing this all these years later? You know... I, it was a scary thing, but I was more excited than scared. I, I think maybe because I was younger and um, my husband and I were talking about that recently, as we get older, we get more cautious, but it's also because we're more um, we're responsible for more things. And, but then I was just more excited to have my time, have it not having to sell my time for an hourly pay. Um, so I was more optimistic than scared, but I still had some nerves in me, but I just figured, well, I'm just going to give this a go. And if it doesn't work, I can go get another job. And I left my job with really great. Um, I'm still friends with her today, the dentist I worked for. And so I left it on great terms. So if there was ever an issue, you know, I could come back, but I, I did not, I didn't think that far in the future. I, I look back now and think, I think this is super cool that I'm still doing this this many years later and that I'm teaching others and I have my courses and that type of thing. Um, so just pleasantly surprised, but yeah, it was a leap of faith and I was just going to figure it out. It was my mindset. Well, the way I see it, it's not only really cool that it wound up becoming a long-term career, but yeah. you kind of learned a lot of the basics of selling and buying 
on eBay at a time when, you know, it was very basic. So you pretty much have grown with this industry through a lot of its lifespan. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of many reasons it makes you such a qualified teacher for others. And I don't know if you see it that way yourself, but that's really amazing to me. Thank you. That thank you. That's so kind. And and I guess, yeah, I I because I've had to grow and evolve as the industry and the online market has, um, it has really helped me um in that regards. But I love to surround myself with other resellers and other people that um are doing this because we can learn from each other. Cause even though um, I, I hate that saying old dog, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm, I'm always wanting to learn like, all right, just because this is the way I've always done it doesn't mean it's the best way. And maybe someone else has another, you know, way to improve or tweak or optimize. So, um, it's been a very fun journey. That's for sure. And I still want to keep learning and growing as the industry continues to change as well. So back in those days, when you were first starting out and you transitioned into Mm -hmm. doing this full-time yeah was there a community of fellow seller buyers that Mm -hmm. you found what did you learn about entrepreneurship and working from home that all of us are either learning now or are you know or know already yeah I didn't have a community back then. And, you know, I did not really feel connected to a community because being a reseller, selling online, sometimes if you don't keep yourself connected, can kind of be lonely because you're at home just doing, you know, your own thing and you're shipping it off. You're not really having, you know, that social interaction besides just messages and that type of thing. So it was probably the probably the last two or three years where I really started to reach out to my other colleagues who are doing the same thing others through Instagram or YouTube or that type of thing. And that has really, um, I I didn't realize that how much I would enjoy that. Uh, I was just so busy with keeping my nose down and, and and making this work and growing this business and helping others um, that it was, it was refreshing to be around other people who, who had the same experience literally as of probably the last two months is the first time I've met another consignment online reseller. I've been doing this for so many years. It's such a a unique niche, you know, that there's, it's unusual to meet someone out there doing that. So back then uh, books and audible, that audio type books were my, were my lesson. That's how I would learn on entrepreneurship. Uh, I've always enjoyed those type of things. And so just continuing to hewn my craft and, and, continue to always try to improve myself um, so I could be better for others that. And then as of recently surrounded myself with other like-minded people who are doing the same thing, which has been pretty cool. I think what you're saying really speaks to how much our society has changed because I know what kind of person I am Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to imagine if I were you and I found my niche doing something similar or just working from home in an online Mm -hmm. environment. I don't know how much I would have sought out people to, you know, just within community or to just not feel 
is lonely and I don't think it has anything to do with who you or I are as people. I think our society has just changed so much because yeah. now all of that is so out there and everything's so open and mm-hmm. it's so much easier to do like kind of what we're doing today with right. podcasts. I mean, it's just so much different. So I think it just occurs to you more that there are some lifelines out there mm-hmm. and there are ways to kind of balance yourself out a little bit more and to even form community and meet people. So it's amazing when I meet people like you who have been kind of like doing the entrepreneurial thing from home and have like started out way before anybody really talked a lot about balancing your life, work-life balance and all that. So yeah, just fascinating to hear the difference in our society. So yeah, our society has changed so much. And, and because of our, you know, our cell phones, we're, um, we're constantly connected, but sometimes we're not connected. So it really does. um, It's a good thing. And I think for you and I as well, it sounds like, you know, we're just going to, we're going to make it work. So we're, if there's something before us, we're just going to get the job done. And whether it's entrepreneurship or as an employee, regardless. Um, and so sometimes uh, reaching out for others and, and learning from others um, is something that we need to do on purpose. Um, but I find that every personality that comes into my life, whether it's someone I meet personally or as someone I enjoy their content online, we can learn from them. Every person has pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses. But if we can find those nuggets, we can truly continue to better ourselves and improve ourselves um, in the process for sure. So speaking of improving yourself, you have grown so much. You're Mm -hmm. not just a seller buyer. You have offered books. You have taught people. You or on YouTube, when did it occur to you that you wanted to take some of your skills and start teaching people and start really branching out and using the tools, the plethora of tools that we have available to us? Well, so after my second year in business, um, I realized how much of a unique niche um, online consignment is selling things for other people. And so I knew that there was no harm in me teaching others to do this because there's so much inventory. There's so much potential out there. I could never even tap into a a tiny bit of the market of what's available. So I, I may, I wrote my book. Um, it's an ebook eBay consignment, the easy way I wrote that back in, I guess that would be like 2007, 2008, um, and used to sell it online um, and did really well. I also, um, I remember people paying for me to do like webcam before the Zoom, before Zoom uh, consulting uh, to teach them how to start their businesses back then. Um, And I really tapped into something, um, but then I kind of put it on pause and just kept, you know, raising my family, being busy with normal running my business life. 
And it was probably in, I think January of 2020 is when I launched my YouTube channel, because I knew that there was just still so much that um, I could help people with um, because I struggled so much in my beginning of my business. And I really knew that there was, I could help. And so that's why I launched the channel and then built out the courses. I'm working on my third course. Um, Actually, I started recording some of it this morning um, to just continue answering questions and the biggest responses I get from people on the channel and then saying, okay, I really tapped into something here. I need to go ahead and address it more. Um, So probably 2020 is when I really started to say, all right, I think it's time to get back out and start teaching this more than just running my own business. And interesting that you said 2020. Yeah. Because that obviously is when the pandemic hit. So when you said, when you were thinking about putting yourself out there, even pandemic or no pandemic, you were strictly thinking, putting yourself out there in cyberspace, not a regular world. Right. 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 Yeah. And I've taught um, on side for like a decade at my church. I taught financial peace, um, teaching people budgeting and and that type of thing and helping them in that regards. But as far as for eBay and, and teaching this type of business. Yeah. It was about 2020 on the online world, so to say, and that's been quite a journey. Um, I'm going to leave my, my first videos up because they're horrible. The sound quality is horrible. I, my husband's like, he calls, I have my crazy eyes. Cause you're like, your adrenaline's going and you're so nervous and you're like, ah, you know, but, um, the more you do something, the better you get, the more calm you'll get, the more, you know, and I've just really enjoyed it. It's been pretty fun. And you know, you hit on something that I think is important for aspiring entrepreneurs who really want to put themselves out there to know if you want to do video content or do a podcast or whatever it is that's really putting yourself out there, don't sweat it when you look back on your early videos or Maybe you just did your early video two minutes ago and you're like, yeah. wow, I I can tell already that this isn't very good. Don't sweat it because I personally didn't get to where I'm at like overnight. Right. I If I went back to like my first podcast, which was mm-hmm. about two years ago now, yeah. I would probably be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> terrible. Yep. I, mean, I hear you. <laughs> not not saying I'm the greatest host in the entire world. You're awesome, Mark. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, mm-hmm. I think it took time for me to get even as good as I think I am now. And yeah. I'm I'm not sure if I even think now that I'm Mr. You know, personality or the greatest, but I feel like I run a good show and yes. I think I do very well but Mm -hmm. it took time and you almost have to earn your stripes and go through that and just do the best you can and just learn from it and I know that you kind of learn from what it sounds like learning the same thing look (laughs) the only way you're gonna get better is by just doing it (laughs) exactly Yeah, it really is. I love to watch um, one of the 
mentors that um, I've learned a ton from is on YouTube. His name is Sean Cannell. Um, he's on Think Media, has quite a large channel, more than one channel. And I've been part of his video ranking academy, uh, his own course. And I've just learned so much from them. And the biggest thing that stands out is like, you just got to press record. You just got to start ugly. You just got to do it because we're going to improve. And then you and I, Mark, we can look back in five years from now and be like, wow, we've come. I mean, I think that's the nature of humanity. If you keep doing something, you're going to improve. If you truly care about it, you're going to continue to improve a little bit by here and there. Um, so it's just a constant process of not arriving, but just continuing on the journey. We just got to do it. Just do it afraid, do it with my crazy eyes, you know, at the beginning and just do it, you know, you'll get better. Yeah. And for all I know, or, you know, we could learn something once we hit stuff about yeah. being a host or a guest on a podcast or creating video content that will be that line where the next time we do it, it will be a little bit different. And I will go yeah. back. Ah, that was that turning point. So right. you just got to keep in mind that entrepreneurship, creating content, whatever it is that you want to do and that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. it's great to have the passion. Don't do anything without that passion, but mm -hmm. know that the game is going to change and you're going to evolve and grow. Yeah. And I think that's a great lesson and great point. I'm glad you brought all that up because I think that's important for entrepreneurs to know and yeah. aspiring entrepreneurs to know regardless mm -hmm. of where they are in their journey. Yeah. And you'll learn so much through the journey and, and like starting as an entrepreneur, I think the biggest thing I've learned um, over my time of, of running business and trying different things, you know, just like, okay, let me try to sell this or let me do that. Or, you know, all the way up to selling vehicles. And I just sold an RV recently for someone who's my YouTube viewer who reached out to me from one of my videos, it's, it's online reselling, it's just vehicles. Um, but the biggest thing is just as an entrepreneur, we just need to we need to be passionate and focused, but we also need to pay attention to the times and be flexible to tweak and adjust our businesses based on where the money is, where people are the biggest and where the money is, is where the biggest need is. If you can find an, a, where people are having the same you know, hang up or, or how you can serve people the most that's when you tap into, like for you with the record store, there's a layer of nostalgia there. There's people that I have a friend that recently purchased a used bookstore. And at first I was like, used books, but people are going so digital, but there's always going to be a market for people who want to physically go and touch and experience that. And it's doing fantastic. I'm so proud of her. She's also an Amazon seller. So she sells some of the books on most about half of them online. Um, and then some in the bookstore, but you just got to tap into a market and a need and be a, be flexible as entrepreneurs to adjust, um, with the, with the times for sure. And I think you're tapping into something else that I think needs to be discussed, which is mm -hmm. your friend had a niche and they went for it like a niche and a passion. You yeah. kind of just stumbled upon a niche and a passion mm -hmm. and tell me and everybody else the importance of 
establishing like your own identity, your niche, mm. and you know your passion, and not just going along with what's trendy or what you think might interest like a large number of people. Because right. I feel like when you find your niche, mm-hmm. you will find your your tribe or your yeah. you know your clan or whatever word you want to put in there. Like mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about the importance of establishing a niche and why that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really important point. I'm glad you brought it up, Mark, especially as entrepreneurs. I think we can't be, what's the old saying that you can't be a, um, a mat, you can't be good at everything. You can't be a master at everything. You need to really niche down and focus in um, on where you are great and find your greatness and what your specific skills and, and your, what you have to offer to the marketplace. And although you may not know, like with me carving out, I felt like a pioneer, like when the came, the pilgrims came to America, you know, I was cutting new territory. I was developing this type of, of business that ha- I had not seen done before, but I knew that I was onto something. So as entrepreneurs, trusting our gut, when you see that niche, that, that part in the market that you can address, um, there is a balance between that and also paying attention to, I always like to say that you get that you see your business as a success by the proof of profits. Marketplace will tell you if what you're doing is valuable to them because they're going to put their money where their mouth is. Um, So there's a period of time as entrepreneurs that we are building and developing a business. And then there's a period of time where the business needs to be paying us and it needs to be because that's what we're doing. It's not a volunteer, it's a business. So we need to uh, focus in ours, go all in. We're going to work the hardest we're ever going to work when you're an entrepreneur. I work way more hours as my business than I ever did on my job. Um, So go all in, but then also be attentive to pay attention to how people are responding to your niche and pivoting. Like I've done a couple things through the years where I have my own dog leash set that uh, a private label product that I've sold on Amazon and eBay and such. And so I really gave that a good effort for many years with that. But I saw that it's not really where I want my business to go. So kind of tweaking it a little bit. Cause I was thinking, all right, if I can get, you know, cause as a reseller, I find individual items and I have to research them and take pictures of each individual item, price it, list it, ship it. I was like, wouldn't it be great if I had an item that was the same thing that was just wash, rinse, repeat one listing, one time you did the photos and it was just quantity. So that's where I started with the leashes, trying that. But then I quickly saw, eh, this was good. I mean, I made money on it, but, but quite isn't where I want. Okay. Now let me pivot my niche a little bit more and let the market tell me you know, where to go from there. So, and that's where it's led me to more of the consignment, teaching people how to sell their vehicles online, that type of thing, based on what the market is telling me that they need. So um, pick your niche, stick with it, but then adjust if you need to. And speaking of adjustments, you apparently had a point where you decided that being a seller and doing some of the things you were doing Mm-hmm. might also uh, result in growing your brand and maybe uh, making it a little more official. When yeah. did you decide that you were going to actually put an LLC behind 
what you are doing as a collective overall? Great question. Um, I decided that I am so sorry. I decided that when I was um, uh, when I started the leashes, when I was putting the order in and designing the leashes, and that I figured that I need to probably for protection, you know, and also God forbid something happened, you know, so it wouldn't hurt my my personal family, you know, and get the business insurance and that type of thing. And it was also, um, and that was the same LLC that then branched off into my YouTube channel and my courses and my eBay store as well. Cause it's all basically reselling, whether it's digital products or physical products. And how was the process of actually creating the LLC? Was it hard for you? Was it pretty easy to do? It was, it was actually pretty easy. Um, I did it myself online, not saying that everyone should do that. Um, I did a lot of research. I love educating myself and, and really looking at it, but I really found that for my business, it was, uh, it was simple to do it that way. And then I just file my, my annual reports and continue renewing it as, as well. But a lot of people can have that, you know, if they have a small business administration in their area, which they should, um, they can help them direct that as well. Awesome. No, yeah. that's, I, I like asking different people that question because I myself someday envision myself creating an LLC and I yeah. feel like it's not only good for me to hear, but hopefully aspiring entrepreneurs can hear mm -hmm. what that process is like and see that it's not as uh, overwhelming or difficult yeah. as it may sound. So no. I, I always like getting different perspectives on that. And I love I'm that. Glad to and know that it's not that difficult to do. No, it really isn't. And every state's different. So I'm in Florida. So mine was, you know, I went through the, I believe it was sunbiz.org and go on and you can set it up. Um, you want to make sure, you know, whether you do a tax and I'm not a legal, this is not legal or tax advice. This is just my experience. <laughs> But you can just go on and, and set up your tax ID is what I did and then filed for my LLC. And then again, just file my annual reports as well with my business. But um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of think as an entrepreneur, our mentalities are to kind of, you know, just jump in. I, as I, do you remember the movie Indiana Jones? And oh, he, yeah, and there's that one part where he had to step out and the ground did not come up until he put his foot out. Do you remember that? Yes. So I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we can do all the planning that we can do, but sometimes you just got to step. And I have found that whenever I step out in faith or so to say, however you like to phrase it, um, the ground comes up to meet me and I figure out the pathway as I'm moving. I, I like how someone says you can't drive a parked car. You can't steer a parked car. So sometimes you just got to push the gas and, and with wisdom, with education, with your research, but you just got to sometimes just do it. Like Sean Cannell, just press record. You just got to step out and do it sometimes. Oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah. if I did this the way that I kind of tend to do a lot of things in life, yeah. I tend to be a little more cautious. But mm -hmm. if I went about this as cautiously as I am with certain other things, I would still have not recorded an episode. So yeah. And that's, it's been two years now, three seasons, two years. So, I Love mean, it. 
yeah, you just gotta go for it. If you have the passion and you're really feeling it and you really want to do it, just go do it. Go try it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to run into things that you didn't expect. You're going to have obstacles. I know I've had mine. And Mm -hmm. you just got to keep on going. Just learn, pivot, and just keep on going and keep pursuing your passion. Yeah, I love that. Mark, and then what would have happened if you did not just start your podcast? If you were so cautious and like, okay, I'm going to do this and just really never step over and start doing it. I'm sure your audience would agree that that would have been quite a shame because once you get your voice out there, there are people that are going to be drawn to you. Like you've mentioned something about a tribe before your vibe attracts your tribe. And there are people that are drawn to your message and your voice and what you have to offer. So I'm sure they can agree that they're really glad that you did that. Well, I know I am. And I know what a difference it's made in my life to step out my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. go for something that I've had passion about in my life. So, I mean, I could probably sit here and say it in a couple different other ways, but I mean, I think we both said it. If you want to do it, just go do it. (laughs) Yeah. Life is short. Time is so precious. We think we have so many years and I can tell you, I'm, I'm rounding. I don't mind saying I'm almost 49 and I have grandbabies and you, you think that seasons are going to last forever. You think that those, those babies or, or whatever is going on in your life that you have all this extra time, but I'm telling you today is a gift, make the most of our time now. And if you have passions inside of your heart, it's for a reason. I personally am a Christian. I believe the Lord put that in your heart, but however you find it, if it's your intuition or your drive, whatever it is, there's a reason that you, that you have that inside of you. And I, I just, if I could do anything through this interview today is just to hopefully inspire people to listen to that, that passion inside. There's a reason it's there and um, to do yourself a favor and be your best form of yourself by taking a step and, and stepping out on what you like to do. Even if it fails, it's okay. You know, at least you did it type of thing. Well, I know much like all my other guests, you're certainly inspiring me. So I'm glad, glad you took out time to, be here today and before uh, speaking of time don't want to take up too much of your time before we really get into wrapping up mm-hmm. I know we didn't we probably didn't touch on like the teaching end of things as much as I think we were hoping mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit more about yourself as a teacher and what you hope your audience gets out of you from all the lessons that you put out there. That's a great, I'd love to share that. Thank you. I, you know, it was interesting when I first started, I I started cutting my teeth, so to say on teaching um, with my church and doing the teaching, the budgeting and, and getting out of debt and that type of thing. But during that process, um, I learned that I used to like give it all out like a fire hose and you're trying to drink water through a fire hose and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's so much information, you know? And then I started to learn, just put yourself in their shoes and get them the results that they need. Like, don't just 
bombard them with tons of information, but think of what's the next step that you want them to accomplish and get them there because then, then you can take them to the next step and so on. So I'd have to say that, um, that has been really fun, um, evolving and changing through that process and improving my teaching style. I would like to think, um, and seeing the results in other people, I can't tell you how rewarding it is, Mark, to get texts from my, my course students, um, or send emails of their successes of seeing them being able to stay home with their children, of seeing them being able to find these items and get so excited. Look what I found. And I just sold it for this much. And, and it would have taken them hours to work a job to get that kind of money. Um, that truly is what inspires me to continue to want to go out and continue to help others and teach them. Um, their hearts need to be ready. They need to be hungry to want to learn. Um, that's another thing I found is if someone isn't ready to learn it, or if it's just not, it's just not, you know, information that's going to help them. But if they truly are hungry and they want to make a change and they really want to make a go at it, whether like for, for my industry, whether it's part-time or full-time um, reselling or however they want to do it, that um, it's just fun to help meet that need and help teach them for their results that they need. And that's another great point. You know, not only do you have to be motivated and you have to have the passion but mm-hmm. you also have to look at the results because yeah. I could sit here and say all these great profound things to inspire people mm-hmm. through my own life experience, but what results am I hoping to get for others? Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't always think about the results and that. I think that is one of the many things that makes you a great teacher is that you. you're not only looking to inspire and to, you know, get people to learn, you're, you want them to have results. You want right. them to have success and mm-hmm. you're just not in it for money or mm-hmm. whatever other motivation there is like, You know, it it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. You're all about, you know, being there for people Mm -hmm. and, you know, looking over them and getting those results. And I think it speaks to why you've been doing this for so long and why you've been such a strong entrepreneur and able to transcend, uh, at least one generation. I don't know. Have have we transcended two by now? I don't even know. Maybe. No, kind of on the crest of that. (laughs) Well, seeing as how my phone keeps going off and I hear yours. And I can't get it to turn off, Mark. I'm sorry. I keep hitting the button. So I apologize. (laughs) Oh, no worries. Hey, as I always say, these little things that happen during a session for the podcast, it just gives it a little more character. It's real life, right? (laughs) Right. Those who are watching will see that my cat Jack-Jack has been walking around and is actually in that little uh, cat tree 
Oh, how sweet. And then my daughter, as you probably heard halfway through, uh, she probably didn't realize I was still on interview, opens the office door. So just real life happening. We're just real people, right? Yeah, actually, I didn't realize that anybody came into your room. Nice. Yeah, I was like giving her that go, go. (laughs) And I I like when the cats kind of wander around during the show, but a lot of the time they don't. Today, Jack-Jack is clearly made an impromptu appearance. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. And the thing is, he never lays in that hole. Like, I hardly really? ever see him in there. So maybe he's sensing all of the stress of moving for me. I don't know, yeah. but he's Comforting close you. by. But, yeah, that's sweet. So speaking of home and home life and all that, Let's bring it on home and let's let me give you the floor to tell everybody how they can work with you, how they can find you, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Well, and I first want to say, Mark, you've just done a fantastic job. And for our audience, however way you can give them some love, um, continue doing those downloads, sharing his podcast. He's got a great message. And, and I think it's awesome that you bring on so many guests. Um, for your podcast. Um, If anybody wants to find me more, I love helping people. As you guys have heard, Um, I'm very accessible. You can contact me through Instagram at Paladin Global Market. It's P-A-L-A-D-I-N. My YouTube channel is by the same name. Um, Just you can do that or my website by the same name, paladinglobalmarket.com. Send me a contact card and email. I'll get back to you usually within a day. Um, but yeah, I'm here to help you. If it's something that I can help you in my scope and my realm of influence, um, I'm here for you guys. And I'd love to see you be your absolute best because time is precious and we want to make the most of it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Michelle Hoagland of Paladin Global Market LLC. I got it all right finally at the end yes, of the Yes, you did great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this show today. And again, it was very inspiring and very uplifting just to kind of hear your story and how it has just transcended all these years. You've Mm. grown so much and, you know, you've got a lot more ahead of you, which I know you're going to do great and... Speaking of it, have you, do you have anything in particular in mind or are you just going to keep doing everything the way you're doing it, all the same things? So I literally, because I had, I started off do it with my, with my course that teaches people just how to start their own successful eBay business, but listening to my audience and the different responses and the questions people are getting, that's where I then built out the consignment course. And now, because I've had so many people reaching out regarding selling vehicles online, um, I'm in recording now for my, uh, for that course, my third course, just based on the people that have been reaching out. So it's been really fun. So I'm just going to keep following this journey. My eBay business is doing better than ever. I've redone my whole inventory system. I have a video that's being released today on my channel. That's my big overhaul where I just redid things, just always trying to improve, Um, So I'm just going to keep on keeping my nose to the grindstone, loving on people, serving them and um, seeing what I can do to help meet the needs in my marketplace. So that's the goals for now. Loving, loving my family and um, just enjoying life. It's a gift. 
Again, couldn't have said any of it better myself. Thank you. Michelle, thank you so much for being on Mark My Words. I am Mark Schmidt. And just quickly, you can find me on social media. I love LinkedIn. You can just find me at Mark Schmidt. Love talking entrepreneurship, careers, etc. You can find me on social media, Instagram, Mark My Word 6. I also have my personal handles, Nimrod79, Nimrod1979. And as I always say, I'm a huge Green Day fan. I've had that Nimrod handle since probably since you started your business. So it's been <laughs> I love it. It's been a long time. So come find me on social media, come find mm-hmm. me on LinkedIn. And my podcast can be found on YouTube, anywhere you can download podcasts. So that's Mark My Words. So thanks again to Michelle Hoagland of Paladin Global Media Network. I think I botched that. It's okay, my friend. Paladin Global Market. And it's been an absolute privilege. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. And That is Mark My Words. I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod79 respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at MarkMyWords. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail, or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark my words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now.